would you like to have interruption of your job or anything of that sort? For example, even between husband and wife, the wife is engrossed with her work in the kitchen or doing some kind of uh, homemaking or maintenance. You come and suddenly, you know, children or the husband or the family members come and interrupt. They don't like it, <laughs> women also. You look at the men, you are engrossed with your computing or texting, somebody comes and nags you. You know, you don't like that moments of interruption. You want undivided attention on your work. And here, Jesus is coming around the seashore looking for the attention of some people. And he came with a purpose. He has come to catch the attention with a motive, with a purpose. It is not, he wasn't an intruder to the people who are engrossed with their work of cleaning the nets and getting set to go home. They were empty boated people. They have worked hard, toil, and sitting tired. If you look at the tiredness of people, there again, you don't want any interruption. You are looking for a good nap. Go and take good rest. Or get, you know, relax yourself with a cup of tea at home. Or have a, you know, good, uh, you know, atmosphere to have a good meal, breakfast, because they worked overnight. So, but Jesus comes to get the attention of these people. The people who are thronging to hear the message, they, he was trying to, but he came with another motive to catch the attention of this Simon Peter. He asked, he got the attention of Peter. Peter, Peter, is it your boat? I'm just sitting. You saw the boat he was sitting. Is it yours? Can you just push it aside from the shore? Let it, you know, be put in the water so that I can look at my audience. Well, he has set his mic, there wasn't a mic. <laughs> he has, you know, set his audience ready. He preached. He got the attention of the people. More than that, he was getting the attention with a purpose to catch Simon the Peter. He got the purpose. Okay, there is a guy who from the fisherman background, and there is a passenger checked into his flight not flight, boat, okay, uh, uninvited guest, crash landed, you know, door crashes, and Jesus is sitting there. He might have wondered, what is this man doing about? This is a fishing boat. Hey, he's using it as a platform, he's using it as a pulpit, podium. Come on, come on. Jesus, I need to go home. Come on, finish your preaching. I don't know what happened. I'm sure he had listened to the message of Jesus Christ. The purpose not only spoke to the people, got the attention of the people, and there is one man audience sitting in the boat, or there were a few other disciples sitting in the boat. They were listening. And then, what did further go on? He is going to give up powerful commands. He is catching the attention, not only to his words, to the power he is going to demonstrate or manifest at that point of time. The whole atmosphere was changing. How was it is changing? He got into the boat, started preaching, and the preaching come to an end, and he is going to say the final benediction and closing prayer, and probably he did it. And then he is calling the attention of his disciples. What did he do? Verse 4, 5, 4. 
chapter 5, verse 4. He said, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and lay down the nets for a catch. I want to remind you, trained fishermen of Galilee and in that lake, they have known their profession. Their fishing would go at night and their fishing would go at the shallow water. The intruder there is reversing the order. The intruder was none other than the creator of heaven and earth. The fish, the man, the human being, and everyone of us. And it was a wrong time. It was a wrong place and a wrong depth measure. Okay, you know, uh, when I say from here, Avinagar is 10 kilometers, you know, Avinagar, no, sorry, brother Michael, you don't know the distance. It's only two kilometers. Okay, so it is something like that. His measure, sense of measure has changed. The Lord Jesus is giving a reversal order in the profession, in the world of fishermen. He has stepped in, and that was for a purpose to, and this is to display his power. And so you might wonder, like the Peter who wondered, why did Jesus give all the reversal of order at that point of time? It is to show his power upon even the very fish upon the depth of the sea or the lake there. And when they heard it, it is something very unique decision, Simon Peter obliged. When we study a little bit about the background of Simon the Peter, there could have been occasion, he had come and heard the voice of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, the, you know, the overwhelming crowd which was present there, they were also following Jesus. Probably Simon elsewhere could have heard because there are a couple of two other occasions that we can read. You can go and refer from John chapter 1. Prior to this occasion, Jesus has identified, invited Simon Peter and his brothers to follow and to become disciples. And probably that time he has not taken the final decision. He has gone back to fishing. So now, the power display is going to happen. The manifestation is going to happen. The demonstration of God's authority upon the universe is going to happen. So that time, Peter started relating with Jesus. He obliged Jesus, and therefore, the power is going to be demonstrated. When Jesus said, go into the deep water, he responded. So, in catching the attention, the progress took place. He got the attention, he impressed by his command or request to the disciples, and there was quick response or the result of his commands to that uh, particular person called Simon, they were ready to get the display of the power. So in doing so, what had happened there? They started doing that. He obliged. One small comment, remark he made, and Luke is very nicely, politely put it up. Okay, I already put it up. Simon said, Master, you are a carpenter. I know when you came into the boat, I know there wasn't no repair on my boat. I don't know why you got in, but you did your preaching. But still, you are a carpenter. Okay, and he could have said, I know you could have assumed. He says, we have worked hard all night, haven't caught anything, but because you say, I will let down the nets. 
tired, weary, worn out, empty. And he confessed almost everything. He worked hard. Duration of hours? Overnight. Night duty khatam ho gaya. Din mein kya karna hai? What do you do? Go for a good nap, rest. You know, my children also, couple of them work with the hospital. Then they do the night duty. <laughs> All of us who do the night duty, what do you do? Daytime, go and crash. You know, I have a brilliant daughter who says, who has done the night duty. You cannot call her. That will be the most horrible call that will be ever. And then for next one week, I can't even call her back. <laughs> you disturb my dirt, my sleep, my nap. All right, so Grace get annoyed even when I call my daughter, please check, put a message whether she's alert or not. So the point is, overnight work is tiresome. Have you ever had that situation for you? Those who had a night duty, or you were driving the whole night, morning you reach the home, what do you like to do? Yeah, there are a couple of good drivers are here, and number of doctors are here. You work overnight, so daytime you look for a nap. And so he confessed, nighttime work, weary, empty net, uh, empty boat, and he has to wind up and go. And when the request came, that was for a purpose and for a power, he obeyed. So what do we see here? When they caught fish, that something else was taking place. Now, the catch of the fish, you all see the boatful fish, but that wasn't the actual catching. He has come to catch these disciples. The message for one hour, two hours, I don't know how many hours he did, Jesus was doing it. There wasn't the expository sermon, there wasn't the outline, there wasn't any other, you know, uh, what is the altar call, nothing. But there was some other impact was happening. There was, an, there was a implicit obedience that was coming into the lives of these people. You know the word implicit? It is like instant coffee. Like, you know, boil the water, put the powder, you know, pre-mixed sugar and milk powder, ready, coffee ready. Okay, that's what happening for Peter, man who had seen Jesus, interacted with Jesus a couple of, in the earlier occasion, now, after the catch of haul of fish, two boats full, and nets were tearing apart, and everything against the odds that had taken place, and for a skilled professional fisherman, he's thinking, what could come out of the box, out of this entire, you know, performance in his whole history of uh, working as fisherman? So he is coming to this obedience. He was there to get a catch of this disciple. And what is this implicit obedience? Are you got a Nike shoe? <laughs> what is the slogan for the Nike shoe? Yes? Nike shoe, those who are wearing the Nike shoe, you will remember. Just do it. Just do it. I don't know what did they mean by that. That's exactly implicit obedience. So Jesus wanted people just do it. The crowd was thronging, listen, but the miracle happened for a particular purpose, for the power demonstration, but to this catching the disciple, it was a personal demonstration. Now, come back to all the you know, miracles we are studying throughout this month. Every miracle, you will meditate and will have a different, very perspective in that significance attached to them. 
and everything had a different impact upon the audience and to the individual who was blessed, who were blessed. Now, here, this demonstration of this miracle of two boats full of fish is finally going to do something else. He did an implicit obedience, Peter, and then went on and That is, the obedience was leading to a confession. What did we? What do we see here? And there was, hey, Simon Peter saw this. He fell at his fell at Jesus's knees and said, "Go away from me, Lord! I am a sinful man." For he and his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. There is a confession of himself and that immediately took place you don't know why he has to confess i'm a sinner even the greatest apostle paul he said i'm the greatest among all the sinners after the almost at the point of his ministry to you know thousands of people and this is what the confession of isaiah this was the confession when John, the disciple, saw Jesus, you know, in his vision. So all of us are drawn to this confession of seeing ourselves. Do you see yourself? That, that's what we will see in shortly. He saw himself. He fell at his feet. What did Jesus say? And this is something very unique confession. And uh, that moment, you know, Jesus said, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So what did he do? So verse 11, so they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything and followed him. Now, don't ask me what happened to the two boats full of fish. They made dry fish. <laughs> okay. So maybe their colleagues, their fellow men, or family members came and took it. They were wondering what to do with such a haul of fish. My goodness, today we'll have a fish sale. But then the important thing that was taking place, catching of this disciple took place, and then they followed. And uh, this is going to happen now for all of us. The greatest catch of that particular day, it's not the too boatful. It, it, that wasn't the miracle. The miracle that took place, you know what? He called Simon. Why you call it as a miracle? How anyway, he followed, he did implicit obedience, he left everything, he followed, he just did it. What is a miracle? Brothers and sisters, that's what has to catch your attention today. Following Jesus on that day, Peter, when he took the stand to follow, today, you and I are following Jesus. He became the greatest catch of all time to transform the world. When Peter, when preaching the gospel in the book of Acts, there's a remark made about him. Behold, the men who make the world upside down are here. Are you the greatest catch of Jesus Christ? I want to ask you this personal question in this morning. Is Jesus catching your attention? Or you are only looking at big two hall boat full of fish? You want the miracle? Your attention can be there. 
your attention can be upon your profession but there is a whole world changing for peter at that moment the world changed to see his profession change is becoming fisher of men attention was drawn on jesus attention was drawn on jesus where is your attention therefore jesus said don't look at the earthly thing don't look for what you eat what you wear seek the kingdom of god first if your attention is not on jesus and his kingdom we are losing our attention our attention is too boatful of fish aaj fish curry banana hai dopahar aaj sunday hai let's have non veg this was a common you know talk of the christian town sometimes you know sunday is a holiday let's have good meal together so now the attention is something else am i the person jesus is catching am i his great catch brothers and sisters in coming to this end of this chapter the meditation jesus's mission started catching these disciples look at the world's population how could christianity become impressive religion in the whole globe what is the biggest religion just if you want to talk about the religion who is the majority of uh, you know the people who follow certain religion christianity still dominates whether they, the world wants or not people those who claim christians are nearly 33% of the world's population look at how we began dbf church probably this is a founding member of our dbf now today we have nine mega congregation under which there are so many branch congregation how could we enlarge that is the greatest catch now stc what is your greatest catch what is your greatest catch jesus is changing your profession what is your profession teacher doctor engineer you are called to fish men women people human being that is the greatest catch jesus want to have can we bring church full of people one spm hall uh, one spm auditorium somebody said this is not hall brother hall is on top okay one more audit one more hall full when are we going to catch that fish are we going to obey and follow that would begin the moment you start preaching the gospel peter from then onwards never turned back there was a occasion he was recalled to reconsider what are you doing when he returned back to fishing but that was the day he said truly lord i will agape you jesus want the agape love from you and he wants you to preach the gospel the very same peter stood up and preached in the chapter 2 of acts you see the mass movement taking place are you standing up to preach the gospel that is the greatest catch jesus want not how much money we accumulate how much property we accumulate how much of what big profession or your you know your professional task you are going to have it more than that the day is going to come the greatest catch have you got it for the lord are you fishing people are you bringing people into his kingdom peter's world turned by a storm at that moment may god make us the people who will bring the greatest catch for the lord
shall we look to God in prayer? As he paused, let us look around. A creator God is standing beside you, begging in a way, can I step into your boat? That's my profession. Can you offer your profession for my profession to preach the gospel? He is stepping into your world, dear brothers and sisters. Will you change the world upside down, saying, I will follow you, Jesus, for the greatest catch? Just make a remark to yourself. I know this message had resounded many times. You have read this passage time and again. Is there anything flashing in your heart, echoing in your heart? My beloved God entered into my life. Will I give my life entirely for the propagation of the gospel? Why should otherwise, Lord, depend on you, my dear brothers and sisters? Has he not got the whole universe under his control? One moment, the fish that had gone under the water could come to the surface, and they responded, why not you respond for the Lord? to come and fall into his net. You can count on many lessons you can reflect from this passage. This message is not complete within this, what I spoke to you today. Brothers, let this come with fire. Are you his fish? Are you his fish? Are you the fishers of people? Dear Heavenly Father, what a loving God. You come to us and seek a space in my life to change the world, O oh Lord, to bring the gospel, the very purpose of Christ coming, dying on the cross and being risen again to be prob propagated, proclaimed. Lord, I am your biggest catch. I am the blessed catch for you, O Lord. Hallelujah. I will go like Peter had proceeded from then on. Lord Jesus, I will just do it. Give me the grace, O Lord Jesus, for every time returning back to my own world, when you have changed my world with the miracle of changing my life, Lord, I enter your world. I will partner with you. I will be your associate. My board, my fish, my entire life will belong to you. This way, O oh Lord, I commit once again for the blessed catching of people. Thank you for catching me, O oh Lord. I acknowledge you, O oh Lord Jesus. I am your biggest catch today. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for keeping your eye on me. And every one of us who are gathered here, send us with your blessing in Christ's name. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ and the love of the Father God and the sweet communion and fellowship abide with us and now on. Amen. God bless you, my dear brothers and sisters.